Welcome to the campfire. Welcome back to the campfire, I should say. Um, this week we are Yangless um, because he is resting. Um, so I will be our introductory host and uh, maybe do an outro that actually works if I remember how to spell Yang's Twitch name. Um, Reaper can plug himself later. <laughs> uh, but I'm Yori. Um, I will be taking Gang's place and introducing everyone. Uh, we have our resident burb, Garlin. Yo, who's no longer a bird? <laughs> uh, I miss my bird. <laughs> I know, I miss your bird too. Um, and then we have um, our mysterious gentleman over there with the ever-changing name, Reaper, who is Carl what, this, week? this week. All right, we have Carl this week. Hi, Carl. Hi. Um, okay. Carl. So. <laughs> I was going to do it. Are we in AA now? I love that video. That's so great. <laughs> Serious <laughs> actions. Uh, um, okay. Well, I'll have some words bearded. So, I guess the first thing we Very can start off by talking is. I had a question for Reaper because, or sorry, Carl. I have a question for Carl. Um, because I know he recently played, um, it's, it's called a Plague's Tale, right? Uh, yes, Plague's Tale. Uh, um, it's actually a game that I had watched, like, I think over a year ago. I watched my brother play, like, the last third of it on PS4. Um, and that was a really cool game, but... I know the ending, so that I'm less likely to buy it, but I wanted to see how you liked it. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, very story-driven. Um, and, uh, like, there was stuff that you could go off to the side and find, but, um, yeah, it was definitely a very cool concept for a game. Um, and... Some of so it as far had, as like, I know about the story. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, some of it had um, like historical truth, but, and then there were obviously things that were a little bit stretched. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I can guess what was yeah. a little bit stretched. <laughs> the the magical um, So child. for those that don't know, Plague's Tale is about um, these two kids, right? It's a brother and sister. Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, so they go off an adventure to, I believe, if, if I remember correctly, it's to go rescue or find out where their mom is. And this is set during the during the Black Plague, right? Uh, yes, In it Europe. is set during the uh, Black Plague. Um, so they have to, and apparently the rats are really, really deadly in this game. Um more deadly than the virus honestly they eat people yeah very, uh, oh. very much so <laughs> so these kids have to navigate through this world and figure out where their mom is and it's quite it's honestly quite gruesome if i remember correctly uh, it can have its moments where it is but i mean for the most part i, mean, I, I wouldn't when you die to rats you literally get eaten alive yeah but it doesn't really show it just shows you getting swarmed by rats and then it ends scene and you respawn at your last checkpoint. But, however, there are some spots where you're, like, using the rats to kill soldiers 
and it shows those soldiers getting eaten up. <laughs> now sometimes yeah, the rats will leave the body when it's done, and you'll just Ugh. see like a skeleton there. But other times, oh, <clears throat> the rats will stay swarmed on the body, and it, you won't see anything—just a big pile of rats. Ugh. I love rats. I had pet rats, but wild rats are vicious things. Ah, I mean, I guess. Like you don't—you <laughs> never want to—you never want to come in contact with a wild rat. They're like—they're evil creatures. Uh, like, so this game's realistic. Essentially, I guess. Yes. Um. I—I I mean, kind of like. There's there's some things in there that are very not realistic. Yeah, it, it, but you don't really learn about any of that really until uh, you, closer to the end of the you game. You really don't learn about it until the last like third of the game. Pretty much, yeah, like chapter twelve or thirteen or something. You learn about it, um, but it's still pretty cool. I thought it was a really cool story, even though like when I had watched it originally being played, I really only got like the last half of it. Um, but I thought it was just a kind of really interesting story and like probably had I only seen the first part of it I would have wanted to like buy it and play it myself but because I know how it ends versus how it started yeah like I'm just like oh it's kind of like a letdown for me to try to figure out how this goes <laughs> yeah um, I mean if you already know the ending yeah I guess it kind of it would kind of suck but um, getting to the point where you learn how that ending comes to be would still make the game worthwhile. Like, I, I would definitely play the game again. And then, like I say, there, well, there's good. collectibles, <coughs> excuse me, and stuff like that in there that will give you actual um, history of the times of the Black Plague. And uh, that's kind of cool, too gives you a little bit of information you'll never use in real life <coughs> hey you're really good for trivia night yeah yeah you'll be set up for the one time a question about the black plague will show up <laughs> <laughs> exactly <coughs> all right give us some black plague trivia answers what are what have you learned um, yeah, what did you learn from the game i have learned that the black plague was not fun <laughs> wow! I think I think that was a generalized, like, <laughs> known thing. You know what's funny about that is, guess what? I knew that too. <gasps> guess I don't need to play the game now. So, do, do you know what was in like uh, the masks of the medicine men? Isn't it? Herbs? I don't remember. I know there was something like kind of weird, but I don't remember exactly what it is. Well. It, I thought it was just herbs to like make the air it, smell better. It was a mixture of herbs that, yeah, would mask the scent of <clears throat> all the death. Um, and, the rotting corpses. Yeah. And um, yeah, basically made it tolerable for those people to go through and deal with the bodies and get them to all the mass grave sites and such like that. And, <clears throat> and to be able to administer medicine that they felt would work to prevent the plague from progressing and kind of acted sort of I guess as a filter as well but not one that worked entirely well all the time I think it mostly filtered smells and not necessarily the 
things that needs to be filtered. Well, it was. It's essentially just a cooler looking COVID mask. Yeah, basically. <laughs> to, to, for for lack of a better term, that's all it was. <laughs> that would make texting very difficult, though, with that mask. Yeah, You'd have to imagine. like hold it on top of the bill to text. You you would have to like. You would always constantly look like a really old person who refuses to wear their glasses to text. Like a thousand miles away from your face. Your face. <laughs> I could probably fix the uh, posture problem people are having lately with texting. It potentially mm, could, yes. The spinal elongation. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so on the topic of games, I know that um, I feel like a good amount of games have come out recently, or at least just gained popularity recently. Um, so I wanted to see if anyone had like new games that they had picked up or that are completely new that just came out that they're super like interested in or that are playing and they're just kind of obsessed with. Um, I've been playing. Oh, sorry. You, go with, go you ahead. Go ahead. I just talked for like right. twenty minutes, so it's your turn. Go, Burr. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tweet. Um, uh, Twitter. So I've been playing a game. A Ghost of Sushi. <laughs> you sure? Let's look it up. I bet it is oh, somewhere. No. Probably not a very good one. Anyways, I've been playing the game Ghost of Tsushima lately. Oh. And I know it was released at some point last year. I don't know when. That's, I've heard it has really that's good. The Dark graphics. Souls one, right? Sort of like Dark Souls, right? I guess Souls-like. Souls -like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a samurai that know. goes around. Yang, tell us what Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima uh, is like. I, I'm pretty sure it's the the um, Souls-like one. You know what? I think it is. Yeah, it was like the... Uh, now that I think of it, I'm pretty sure my friend said that it was like a samurai version of Dark Souls. Uh, he said the Souls-like one is a ninja... What? Well, you know, I, I can... Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is kind of ninja. I, I can just Nothing to do with Soulsborne. I, oh, I don't even know what these games are anymore. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. But anyway, so what, what's the... <laughs> I know you just started, probably just started not super far. So what's that game... I don't know. I've, I've played it for over 60 hours oh, have you? Now, well, so. well, so how does it start? Like, how does it work? So there's this island uh, called Tsushima, right? Big surprise. Uh, but there's, uh, you know the Mongols, like Genghis Khan mm -hmm. and all that? So it's, uh, the premise is that there's uh, Genghis Khan's grandson, uh, Koten Khan, is trying to take over Tsushima to, uh, so that he can use Tsushima as like a, basically a pit stop to uh, conquering more areas. Mm -hmm. So... They are basically they met up, or well, not met up, but the uh, the Mongols had this big battle at the very beginning of the game against all of the samurai of the island, which only totaled to eighty samurai, and they were totally demolished. So at the beginning the of the game, you start with this Mongols? epic battle. No, no, the samurai. Okay. So all the samurai of the island basically got killed. So the Mongols just blazed through the island after that and we're taking over everywhere, burning people's crops, taking over farms, killing all the Tsushima people. And uh, since there's no samurai to stop them, they just have free reign. But there was one samurai, well actually two technically, 
but one of them is uh, was ca is captive at the beginning for the Mongols, but the other one is the main character of the game that you play as, called uh, Jin Sakai, and you play as him, basically just retaking land as you go through Tsushima, defeating the Mongols as you go, and there's a bunch of different really cool aspects that you kind of explore of uh, non-samurai techniques, which are kind of discouraged by all of Jin Sakai's teachers, but he views it, uh, Sakai views it as necessary because, I mean, it's kind of desperate times, desperate measures scenario. So it's pretty cool. Uh, there's also places where you can make haikus, which I really enjoy. Oh, that's kind of, that's really cool. Like, do you, do you make them or is the character, like they pre-written already and they just. Yeah, well, they're kind of pre-written. So what you do is like, there's a lot of different spots all over the island that you can find as you go. And uh, there's these little areas where you can meditate, and as you meditate, you're supposed to like consider this one specific word, like, uh, oh, what's one? I guess so. Just for example, like uh, the idea of honor would be a word that you would consider. And uh, then you have three different options for each different line of the haiku that you go through, and it plays all this really calming music, and there's this beautiful landscape that you look at for the different options. Okay, that's cool. And then you make the haiku as you go, and every time you make a haiku, you get a special, like, a headband that you can use to uh, wear on your character. So as you go through the island, you can collect different things that you can wear so like uh, or your different designs so different designs for your swords for your bows for your outfits that's cool fashion wars for ghosts of fashion there we go yep. nice it's really cool though uh, except for there's this one outfit that i just found that was totally gaudy and i was <laughs> i thought it'd be great and i bought it and i was like oh nope and it, well, not, you, bu you buy it by collecting flowers in the game. Mm -hmm. That's how you get different dyes. So, yeah, you don't technically buy it, I guess. But you work towards you it, basically. Supposedly trade in the uh, the uh, ingredients for the dyes. Ah, I see. But it's cool. Oh, and also another cool thing is as you go uh, along the island, there's these birds that will sometimes help guide you to different things. So, Garland, so. I want to... Ow! Gilly, don't attack me! <laughs> Uh, girl, and I would like to know, has, had, has any of what you... How is there spoilers? Yeah, I didn't spoil exactly. anything. So I just I wanna, about I want to tell Yang, this doesn't sound like spoilers to me. Like, you haven't really said any of, like, the storyline other than the very beginning, which is what you learned in the beginning. You just kind of said, like, yeah. the things that you like about it. So we'll just have to tell Yang later. Um, oh, he says he well, wants to know sucks. nothing about the game. <laughs> well, then he's in if for a world of If you've been on the podcast, you could have told me to shut up. It's true. Um... But yeah, so that's good. That I'm glad that you're really interested in that. I remember, I think I remember when it was like coming out and like Yang was showing me like trailer videos for it and the animation looked beautiful. It is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and a uh, funny story is uh, as you're going through, it has a lot of like kind of uh, ambient things that are going on like leaves falling in different areas grass moving around and my cat <laughs> likes to try to chase the grass and the leaves as they go across the screen <laughs> <laughs> it's funny so it keeps the cat entertained as well yeah. as That's me good. i did catch gilly looking at your stream for a couple like seconds earlier today Oh, really? I have no idea what you were doing, but he was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then he's like, I don't care anymore. And then he laid back down and went back to sleep. 
Ah, uh, who knows. I, I don't think I did anything super exciting today. Maybe Probably just the movement on the screen. Yeah, maybe. Could have been when Iron fed me a fucking disgusting dead fish bean boozle while I was eating my lunch. <laughs> oh, that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Reaper, you said you had a game too, right? Uh, yeah, so yep. I've kind of been playing two. Um, old one, which is Elder Scrolls Online, which I'm currently playing actually while we're doing this. Um, been playing it for about a week now. Maybe not quite a week, but um, yeah, just uh, revisiting my love for the Elder Scrolls series. And Elder Scrolls Online is kind of like the best way to do it sort of um, better than rehashing Skyrim 18 times <laughs> um, and then new games I am uh, playing um, Outriders which is kind of like um, Destiny and Anthem had a baby and Square Enix was social services and they gave the baby a good home uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and Paw Patrol. You're also playing Paw Patrol. I am not. Rosie is, which, <laughs> speaking of, she finished the game when she was here last week. So she needs a new Paw Patrol game now. Um, which is cool because they do have another Paw Patrol game. And Rosie's pretty well got the controls almost mastered. Every now and then she not looking at the pictures to figure out what to do and she comes and asks for help but yeah <laughs> um, so yeah she finished that oh, what day was that I want to say it was on Wednesday that she got to see the credits so that was pretty cool I was pretty so proud of her she finished the game put the thing down and ran away <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways you were talking about Outriders right uh, what's that? You were talking about Outriders, right? Outriders, yeah, that's right. Um, so, it's um, kind of, sort of, uh, how would you explain it? Um, so it's not quite as open world. Game, right? What's that? You said it's a survival game? Uh, no, it's uh, adventure questing RPG kind of thing okay um, but it's 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 a lot of fun there's four classes that you can choose from but you can only have three people in a party which doesn't make sense to have four classes but um, uh, as you level up you get a maximum of 20 skill points between level 1 and level 30 um, and you just kind of pick and choose how you want your character to play out to your style of play and uh, kind of gives you a lot of options as to do things um, but yeah it's, it's it's easier to show than it is to to um, discuss I guess <laughs> um, but uh, yeah it's, it's something that I've played through the story of it once already, and I've got two other characters that I am playing through the story with again. So, 
it's that. So good with the different me. classes, do you get like different storylines? No, you don't get like different storylines. Um, the ba the base storyline of the game is that you come to this planet called Enoch, and you go there because Earth has been destroyed because the human race is stupid, and they literally just absolutely decimated the Earth. Um, so they got onto this ship called Flores and then traveled for like 65 years in hyperspace and came to this planet Enoch where supposedly everything was good and then when they landed everything was not so good <laughs> um, there's a, a storm that ravages the planet and it caused um, this group called the Outriders to become altered and uh, some died, some have survived, uh, but altered are basically gods. Um, they have um, incredible powers in comparison to the rest of the people who are just normal humans. Um, but then it kind of goes into like a uh, like a Mad Max sort of world, I guess. After that, so everybody is like just fighting for survival. And mm. your main mission is to find the location of the signal that you were receiving when you landed on the planet and um, kind of sort of make some friends along the way, I guess. And <coughs> you just kill a lot of dudes, kill a lot of monsters that are on the planet. And yeah, it's, got, it's actually a really interesting storyline. Sounds like a... Uh, Yank says it sounds like a Square Enix game. It definitely does sound like a Square Enix game. And it looks like a Square Enix game, which is super nice. But it's um, not a Square Enix game? Oh, it is Square Enix. It is. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's done by Square Enix and People Can Fly. Um, two pretty decent companies. And mm, okay. uh, lots of interesting cutscenes. And just... I like the story of it. It's, it's a great story. <laughs> that's good so yeah but uh, I know that the other game that at least on PC that I know of that came out recently that's kind of gained some popularity was Generation Z I think or Generation Zero is that what it's called uh, Generation Zero yeah that's kind of like um, it's it's a survival game but with robots yeah, I, I have kind of a basic idea of how it starts. It's, it's based in is it Sweden or Switzerland. Some One of those S ones. Uh, it's um, Sweden. It's based in Sweden. Sweden? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's based in the, the 1990s, I think, right? Uh, 1980s. 80s, okay. And basically, it's like in Sweden, the robots have rebelled slash are, have gone batshit crazy and now are attacking people like wild animals yeah it's basically skynet has gone nuts <laughs> uh, but that that's also a fun game um, I recently picked that one up as well and um, it it gets hard it gets very hard the more people you have in the game the harder the enemies get 
Um, I believe you can have a party of up to four people. Um, but uh, on single player, it's not so bad. You can you can go through it relatively easily. Um, but it's definitely more fun with more people as you're communicating where everybody is and you're going in for these big boss kills and stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. Um, trying to conserve your ammo um, and just figuring out quest locations and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty neat. It's got a pretty large size map to explore as well. Not quite Valheim large, but pretty big. Well, that's good. Um, so for me, the game that I've been basically playing nonstop since I got it, but it was a, it was like I don't know, maybe a few days after it released, is um, Monster Hunter Rise, which is the Monster Hunter game on the Switch, or at least uh, the newest one, I should say, because there's another one. Um, so this is actually the first time I've played a Monster Hunter game. Um, and for people that are like interested in, in doing it and kind of getting into the game, the demo is kind of not super great. It's not really made for new players, which is kind of shitty. Um, but uh, like if you if you try the demo, there's three stages basically. Um, there's the beginner stage, which you um, fight like one of the easier monsters. Uh, the next one up is supposed to be intermediate where you fight one of the intermediate monsters and then the last one is is actually the i think it's the flagship creature or uh monster of the monster hunter game which is the magnamalo um i only fought the um the the easy and intermediate tiers and with because they give you like a preset by whatever weapon you pick um you get a preset armor set with it um and when you do like the easy quests basically your starter one to get used to like trying out the different weapons and seeing how they run and that sort of thing um it you can get used to it pretty easy but when you take that step up to the intermediate monster um it's i was so frustrated i didn't even want to get the game like i actually kind of enjoyed it for the easy level and then when I played the intermediate level on the demo, I was just, I wanted to give it up because I really, um, I really hated it. Like, it was so frustrating because I couldn't, like, I couldn't do anything. I think I died once fighting it and it just, like, wasn't, it wasn't really, it, like I said, it's not, it's not newbie friendly, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, I mean, but Monster Hunter has never really been newbie friendly per se. Well, I mean, it can be if you have someone there to teach you. Um, because I will say, um, Yang ended up buying me the game and I tried it. Um, and, you know, I, I will say they do force feed you like seven tons worth of tutorials in the beginning. But if you read them all and kind of use them, use them as they should be. Um, it's really easy to get a good grasp on the game. Um, I ended up picking, and what one thing that they say about Monster Hunter, when any game is, when you're a newbie, you want to pick one weapon, um, and kind of learn that until, 
uh, you kind of have a good grasp on that, and then you can, like, branch out to other weapons. Um, so, like, I picked up the hunting horn, which apparently is very rare for people to play hunting horn off the bat. Um, because it's a very support weapon. Um, but, I mean, I got used to it pretty quickly, and I did get used to it a little bit in the demo as well. Um, but, you know, if you, if you read the tutorial, you know, maybe take those in chunks. Um, and they do keep all of the tutorial things that you can read again, so. Yeah. But I definitely really like the game now that I've bought the, that I've bought, have the actual game and got to play it and like really experience the game and like get to get armor that's better because that's the thing that the demo doesn't give you is they don't give you better armor to fight the stronger monsters. They just give you the same level one armor to fight the level three monster. Oh, that doesn't sound very fun. No, and that's why I got so frustrated with the demo. But, like, the game itself is really nice. And I'm definitely a person that I, like, moving on on controller, on a console, it's really hard for me to move the camera and the person at the same time. Like, it, my brain just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Which is why I play most of my, like, first-person shooters or, like, um, those sorts of things on a computer because I have a mouse and keyboard and it's just somehow that's easier for me. Yeah. Um. So, but this is not that bad. Like, I've adapted pretty well there's sometimes where i'm just like where the fuck am i looking um but you know for someone like me who's really really bad at doing that like this isn't that bad which is kind of nice um because that's what i was worried about with playing like anything that's kind of like first person or third person on a console is that i can't do that sort of movement my brain just yeah. doesn't work that way But I will say it's it's a really fun game. You do have to read the tutorial, the five million tutorials that they give you in the beginning, of course. and just get old after a while. But if you have someone else that already plays, or you can reach out into the community because apparently Monster Hunter uh, players are all super super nice. Um, there are uh, veterans that will come in and be like, "Okay, what are you having trouble with? I'll help you beat this monster." Let me show you this, this, and this to help you beat it. Um, so, at least this is what Yang has told me, and he's also a veteran. So he's been helping me uh, try to catch up to where he's at and learning more about how I can fight. And I only recently started um, playing with you know, people other than Yang. Um, because, well, we just, we just always fought together, and we got to a point in... Uh, the monster hunter level the monster levels basically because there's like certain star quests and you get certain monsters that you can fight and basically more stars means they're harder yeah um where it w we couldn't do it with just the two of us we probably could but i'm just <laughs> i am not good enough to do that um so we ended up having we've been doing it with randoms with four people and i've been learning how to be more of a support in the background and using because the hunting horn has three different songs on each horn that do different things so like sometimes they can recover health sometimes they give you buffs for attack and defense uh some of them negate uh like knockbacks or tremors or um, environmental attacks that sort of thing yeah. um and that's something that i've been learning how to be is not hitting the monster as much at least in the beginning, because I found out, for me at least, I take way more damage 
in the beginning because yeah. um, just because the monster's healthier. But it helps me to wait until maybe like halfway through the fight before I really start attacking it and being close to it because even though I've gotten better at dodging, I'm not the best and I tend to take a lot of damage because I yeah. also have a lot lower ranked armor than most people that are fighting, that are um, farming the monsters. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah. I mean, as someone that's just started playing Monster Hunter um, and did play the demo, like you can try the demo, really only fight the first monster to get a feel for how you um, for how you like the game. Don't really fight any other monsters because it's just going to make you hate it. And <laughs> if you really like that demo monster, the first one, it's called it's the Great Izuchi, um, then I would give the actual game a chance. Like, there's a lot of uh, things in the game that are really interesting. There's parts that I don't like, um, but apparently, according to Yang, this is the first Monster Hunter game where the um, hunters that you play as actually got voices. Actually got what? Voices. I guess, bef like, they have voice lines and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, um, they've always been the silent, kind of like uh, Link in Zelda. <laughs> yeah, so I guess they usually just grunt or make noises, you know, like when they get hit or something like that. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. But now they actually have voice lines. Although some of the voice lines I could, like... Do without... Eh. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, some of the voice lines that they paired with some of, like, the motions, like, when you finish the quest, they're, they're just like, why? <laughs> why would you, yeah. like, put this here? Or there's, like, voice lines that I really hate. Like, if you wouldn't, when you faint to a monster, um, at least my character, the voice I picked, uh, when sh you, like, respawn at the campsite, she's like, uh, w like, what an embarrassment. I'm like, this, I, I already frustrated about fainting you don't need to add on to you don't need to add salt to the wound guys <laughs> yeah really no um but yeah so that's that's my game um i tend to become obsessed with games one at a time because if i don't then i like forget about them like but before uh, monster hunter came out i got back into pokemon shield and I actually finally beat the game. I had gotten to the, like, the third gym and then stopped playing for a while. That's um, usually and then what I happens finally... to me when I play Pokemon games as well. Yeah, well usually, in the past at least, I've always been really good about finishing them. Granted, that was probably before I was an adult. So, like the last game, Pokemon game I played as an adult, um, I don't know that I... I think I beat the, the champion. Um... But I don't think I caught the legendary of that game. And that was I played uh, X and Y was the last game I played before S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, okay. Um, you know what we haven't played in a while? It's Mahjong. <laughs> I mean, Reaper's kind of busy. I mean, I guess you and I could play Mahjong. I mean, Re <laughs> I guess Yang, if he wants to play Mahjong too, we could. But um, Currently, the game room is closed because the headmaster is not here. Fair enough. I don't know, well, Yang. I just, I, I barely remember, I, I don't even remember getting to the end of that game. I think the last thing I remember is fighting or getting to uh, the fucking legendary in X and Y and then, like, nothing else. <laughs> like, that's as far as I got and then I stopped. And then, yeah, so 
in shield i got to i became champion um and i started the post game story and met the two the two weirdos if you've played the game you know who i'm talking about um and i think that and then i stopped because i think work got crazy and i didn't want to play anymore for a bit and then i picked up monster hunter so i haven't gone back Oh, that's alright. I'll, I'll, I'll finish, finish Pokemon eventually. <laughs> eventually? Eventually. Um, but yeah. So... Is there any other games that people wanted to talk about before... I don't know, we pick another subject. Uh... Uh, checkers. Checkers. <laughs> what do you want to talk about checkers about? Such a fun game. No, I'm kidding. I, I got nothing. <laughs> if I was to pick a fun game, like if I had to choose between chess and checkers, I would always choose chess because checkers just ends you in a stalemate that you can never finish. Unless one of you, like, gives up. Uh, oh no, I've been slaughtered in pal or in a consistorium uh, chat. That's fine. <laughs> you dead. have unlimited lives, you're fine. Excuse me. Okay. Um, we could talk about paladins. We could. I actually have not played. Well, the fact that we haven't played Guild Wars in like three years. <laughs> I mean, there was a time when I stopped playing Guild Wars for like almost a year. Um, and I, I came back and that... I was like, "What the fuck? How do I play this game?" <laughs> did I see that Paladins uh, just had another new character come out? Yeah, I think her name was Octavia. If I'm correctly. Right. Yep. She's a weird sniper. Yeah, she's. She, yeah, I think she's a sniper, but then she has like a. Uh, she's got like a she is semi-automatic rifle. Super annoying. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically like a kind of like Kinesa's thing, except for you don't have to charge up the shot, and the shots aren't quite as powerful. Okay. But uh, close up, they're they're more accurate than Kinesa's. Yeah. Well, close up Kinesa's shots are like, pew 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 pew. I hit you with a BB gun. <laughs> Instead of, bang, bang, I hit you with actual bullets. The worst thing about Octavia, though, is she has this ability where she can throw out this, like, shield thing, but it's, it doesn't, like, block attacks. It only blocks your vision. Oh. So the other team can't see through this giant bubble on the map. Oh, that's annoying. And depending on what cards and abilities you choose, like, she can have it out, like, almost constantly. Okay, maybe not, maybe not quite constantly, but it is super annoying because... Does, there's nothing you can do to counter it. You can't take Illuminate to do anything uh, against it. You just can't see there. That's annoying. It is. I think the only way you could see through it is, say you used um, Cassie's alt, or... I think during Maeve's alt, she can see people. She can, she can see where the circles are, basically. Um, I don't think Maeve would be able to see through it. Even when she ulted, but I think you could see through it with Cassie. That makes the most sense. And I that's bet Tyros would work too. Huh? But you just can't see anything that's not some kind of sense or power. Because Tyros, uh, you know, when she can oh, yeah, choose mark, a target, her hunter's mark. Yeah, hunter's mark. So Lex would probably uh, retribution target would probably work as well. Yeah, I mean Kinesa's alt too because it gives her the picture or the little icon on people's bodies that she can shoot. Um, um, but, like, Kinesis' ult is so so short. 
Um, Yang says that Octavia's bubble is a counter to Maeve's ult. He already knows this, which means he was probably playing as Maeve and got countered. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, we played for a little, we played a couple games, I think. You played without. Didn't me? we? You are you played right at the beginning, didn't you? I don't think I've ever played during Octavia's release. I think I played right before Octavia's release, and that was the last time I played. Really? I swear. Because, yeah, I haven't played since Octavia has been released. I updated the game after she was released, but I haven't actually played. I played with someone. Maybe it was Phoenix. I remember playing by myself. <laughs> I don't know. You okay, played that's in not... PvE. All right, um... PvE. That's the, uh... No, P-B is a boy E. That's the beta one, right? The, the Paladin's, like, beta server or whatever. The, yeah. Uh, the public test server, whatever the fuck it's called. There's a couple different ways you can do it based on how early you came into the game, but public test server is the one that can still be accessed. I think so. Yep, that's what he meant. Okay, because I was really confused what PBE was. <laughs> Um, so it's been a while since we did podcasts. Um, so does anybody have any good stories? Um, since the last time we did podcasts? No, my life's been pretty quiet. You know, like I don't really go anywhere, but... <laughs> um, you just like sleep at weird hours. Yeah. Some, some days I'm up till... 8 o'clock in the morning. Some days I'm up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Or today or four thirty. 4.30. Well, no, sorry. I was streaming at 4.30. I was up before that. <laughs> uh, Yang has a question. How is your love life, apparently? Very quiet. Yang is very concerned about this, <laughs> apparently. Why are you Yang, concerned are you jealous? about my love life, sir? <laughs> Silence must mean he's, he's jealous. We found out the truth. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, girl, I know you've been really busy with school, but anything happen interestingly on your tree farm? Uh, yeah, we uh, planted uh, almost 3,000 trees over the past two weeks by hand. That sounds very tedious. It is very tedious, but we get lots of help because uh, we have some deer hunters that get to hunt on the property, oh. and in exchange, they help us with some tree farm things. Okay, I don't know if I've explained it before on here. I don't think so. I think we knew that you owned a tree farm and that you get super busy during the Christmas season. Yeah, so that's how how we work it out. Because like they went, they like get something out of it, we get something out of it, and everyone gets to be friends. So. It's cool because we'll get together for one weekend and just plant trees like all day. <laughs> That's a long day of planting trees. That's a long day, yeah. Yeah. I guess it wasn't all day. I think, let's see, we started about 10. It was about seven hours. Well, I mean, that's we not planted, too bad. Uh, almost 2,000 that seven hours. The other ones we plant uh, just with the family, mainly my dad, but. Uh, 
Yeah, so then we get them, uh, we don't plant them as like seeds or anything. We get them in when they're already like three feet tall. So And they usually have roots to match. <laughs> but. So those trees that you get, they're three feet tall. Do they, I assume they have to, you wait like a year or two for them to grow before you sell them? Or do they get to the height that you need them at by the time, you know, Christmas runs around? Oh my god. No, we pl- okay. So when we get them, they're usually between three to five years old already. When they're almost three feet tall, uh-huh. and then we plant them, and they're usually ready to sell uh, between five and ten years after that. So wow, okay, so that's it, a long. It commitment. takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, and depending on the species, sometimes they take three years to just get established in the ground that we plant them in, and then they'll shoot up like a foot and a half to two feet a year. But uh, most of them grow about a foot a year. So then how many trees do you have ready for the the season then? Like usually? Well, usually we have thousands. Usually we have like uh, between like mm, anywhere, depending on the year, between like four and seven thousand. In the past we used to have like ten thousand, but... We've been getting a lot more popular over the past couple of years, especially last year with the pandemic. We tripled our sales, just about. Dang. So this next year, it'll be slim pickings. So to say that we have multiple thousands would probably be an overestimation on my part. That's still a lot, though. The fact that you usually, like, your bare minimum would be about a thousand trees in a season. That's, yeah, that's a lot of fucking trees. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking trees. Yeah, but I mean, the, not all of those are going to get sold. I mean, that's just ones that could be. Yeah. But usually we end up scrapping anywhere between 30 and 50 trees a year that are full size because various like diseases or pests happen on them or deer scratch them up. There's tons of different things. Oh, we also had someone who decided to drive their car down tree rows one oh, year. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone who came out for photography. They were looking for their photographer, and they had this... Car. I, the, it was not big enough for a car, but they, they, they tried it. The mm. Wow. They, they uh, <laughs> it was, switched it. it. They made it fit. Yeah, they, they made it fit. The trees suffered a bit from it, but they recovered after a year. So. Well, that's Just took from some extra shaping. But uh, I would still besides say, though, that... Uh, that you know, mm-hmm. only losing 30 to 50 trees in a thousand is pretty impressive. Well, I mean, 30 to 50 full grown trees that could have been sold get scrapped for various reasons. Yeah. But say you sell the other um, 950 to 970 trees, though, that's still like a really high margin of profit, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, and this is all just estimations, too, yeah. so 30 to 50 is just, like, what we would scrap in the spring when we're preparing to, the land for new areas to plant trees, but it changes every year, too, so, but yeah, no, we, we, uh, we make enough to get by and pay for the taxes uh, for the land, so it works. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but since uh, now that it's spring here and everything's growing, all my outdoor plants are growing too, and I am so excited. Oh, yeah, didn't you get a bunch like in the wintertime to get them started in the house? Uh, I had the plan to. Uh, I don't think I 
Crop Vinca, but that doesn't really count. Those are from last fall. But my garlic is growing now out in the farm. And that is stuff I had to plant last fall. So garlic, you plant, at least the species I plant, you plant it in the fall and it overwinters outside and then pops up in spring. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I was thinking about planting some stuff this year. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you should totally do it. If you got the space for well, it. Well, I got a bunch of uh, empty planters out the front of my house. and uh, Throw some tomatoes in there. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're not... Peppers, that, too, are thinking. good for that. Um, yeah. I was thinking some, like, peppers and tomatoes and maybe some peas Ooh, along the front work. side of the house. Because um, like, I've got one of the two or three small round planters. And then I've got two long planters that are right Herb garden! <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because usually all that grows in them, or at least in the ones alongside the house, is... Well, on the one side there's some tulips and stuff, but on the other side it's just grass. So I might pull out the grass side and throw in some peas in there or something. And then in the round planters that are away from the house, I might throw in uh, potatoes and... Or not potatoes, uh, tomatoes and um, some other veggies that I hate buying at the <laughs> store because they're crap. <laughs> you should totally go for it. I yeah. would say if you have the drive and motivation to garden, you should do it. I I inherited my black thumb from my mother. Black thumb. The only thing <laughs> she can keep, al the only plant she can keep alive is an orchid, which is amazing. Orchids are surprisingly <laughs> hardy. She waters them like every three months. Yeah, they they can die very easily uh -huh. if you over overwater them, but they're like hardy enough that you can forget about them. Yeah, for I haven't while, watered mine since fine. last October. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing the thing with here is like it's almost impossible to overwater stuff because we get so hot here during the summertime. Um, yeah, it dries out get, super quick. We get water restrictions. Oh, you yeah. So then, if you have so, that, you might want to. Uh, if you really do want to get those plants, the uh, rain barrels are good. Yeah, um, but like it, it all depends on the year too. Sometimes we're like super wet all year long. Like last year, we had like two weeks worth of sunny all summer, and the rest of the time was rain. So that kind of sucked, but. Um, yeah, other times, it's like where I live, we have five seasons. We have winter, spring, summer, fire season, fall, winter. <laughs> like that, that's, that's our rotation of seasons. Fire season. Yeah, spring, summer, fire, fall, winter. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Like we, we hit like two totally different ends of the spectrum. Like for us to hit minus 50 where I'm at, it's not unheard of. It happens quite often. Minus 50 degrees? Um, and then, Celsius? Yeah. Minus Celsius. 50 degrees yeah, Celsius. Celsius. Which is <laughs> stupid cold Fahrenheit. <laughs> stupid cold, yeah. Stupid well, cold negative Fahrenheit 30 is where they intersect, so yeah. Um, just below negative. Uh, it's negative 40 where what? they intersect. Are you sure? 40 below is 40 below. I swear it was 30. Okay. Regardless of the... Alright, well, either way, it's very cool. Um, <laughs> below negative 40, then. Yeah, so... 
Um, and then going the other way, in these six years that I've lived in this town, um, we've hit like plus 45 Celsius sometimes. Oh, it's been that's awful. Ridiculous. But that was also a year where our town got put on evac notice because there was a fire like 30 miles out that was going really fast. And then the wind switched directions and evac notice got lifted. Oh, that's still terrifying. So. <coughs> oh, yeah. It, that it's is pretty terrifying. crazy. Um, but that same year, though, because like our plan was to evac down to 100 Mile, which is where I'm from. That's an eight-hour, nine-hour drive away um, to go to my mom's place. But that same year, my parents were all put on um, evac notice, and my mom actually ended up losing her house in that fire. So it was pretty stupid. I'm kind of wow. glad that we didn't end up having to evacuate because that really would have sucked. <laughs> Because uh, I think my mom and stepdad had to evacuate three times from different locations. So it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's... I don't even remember why how we got onto that topic. Uh, we were talking <laughs> about plants and then somehow right. got... Yes, because the shit gets so fucking hot here. Yes. Yes, five seasons because shit goes so hot here. Oh, that reminds me. I think I shared it with Yang. It was um, this map of the U.S. as defined by, like, I think... What was it called? It was, uh, like, the different parts of the, the country and, like, what weather or natural disasters they're most noted for. That's yeah. cool. I mean, not cool, so, but still cool. <laughs> well, no, it's 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 mean to be funny. Um, so the western half is all on fire, <laughs> except for the Pacific Northwest of Washington, which is, oh, what did they call it? Hold on. Uh, where's my where are my pictures? This one? No. This one? No. Ah, thick. There it is. Okay. Uh, except for the Pacific Northwest, which is year-round depression, because it's <laughs> raining here all the time. And then it outlines California and says the flipping ground moves also. <laughs> um, Hawaii is murder mountains. Uh, Alaska is bears only. I have been chosen. My cat put his paw on me. <laughs> I have been chosen, guys. <laughs> He's like, hey, you're ignoring me. <laughs> um, most of the north from, like, Montana over is uh, snow-covered moonscape, is what they call it. It's, that's where real winter happens. <laughs> um, tornado Alley is Nightmare Tornado Zone. Uh, and it's a tornado with arms that are just flipping Are you looking at this picture everywhere. right now? <laughs> yes, I can, I can send it to us. Um, the most of the south is air made of hot soup, and then like kind of like the edges basically of the south from like Texas all the way up to I think Maryland. I'm not super sure. Um, and including uh, Florida is hurricane terror area. Hurricane terror area. 
Yeah, it's because they get hurricanes every single yeah. year. Um, I will send this to us so we have something fun to look at. But I think it's just it's a funny picture. <laughs> I think I was reading an article on Facebook and it was like weird maps that people have created for the United States. I think my favorite was how Alaska views the United States. It's a big picture of Alaska and then a tiny picture of the rest of the states. Accuracy. <laughs> Kind of. I mean, Alaska is huge. <laughs> it is. I remember um, there was another map. It was like America as written by Australians. And they said Alaska was just left Canada. Left Canada? Yeah, like it's on the <laughs> left side of the map of Canada. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because, you know, even though it's not connected to our country, it's still part of our country. It's more of, like, below Canada. Yeah, it, it, somebody sold it to you. I don't remember who. Yeah, Lower Canada? <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't remember, remember if it was part of Canada or if it was part of Russia. Yeah, it was either one of the European powers or Canada. I feel like if it was Canada, that would be really silly. Because it's like, you're selling a piece of land that's not even connected to us. <laughs> Let's see. Are we googling Let's this? Google it. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about Alaska. Oh, jeez. I thought we were talking about the United States yeah, as a whole, and Alaska. I'm like, what? How would that be sold by Canada? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Alaska no, is that, left that Canada, according to Australians. It was Russia. Russia. It was On Russia. March 30th, okay, 1867, sense. the United States reached an agreement to purchase Alaska from Russia for a price of 7.2 million. Alaska is the 49th state, right, Garland? Because Hawaii is um, the 50th. I don't. Or it's the other way around. I know this is the last I believe Hawaii is the 50th, so I guess that would be the 49th. Okay. Let's check that. Google that, too. <laughs> Just to be sure. Here's your uh, little bit of American history <laughs> part of the podcast. That, that I'm never going to remember. <laughs> no, you don't have to remember it. <laughs> oh yeah, Hawaii is the fiftieth. Okay, I just want to make sure that uh, Alaska is the forty ninth because that would make the most sense. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Hawaii is fifty because Hawaii five zero. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not why that is. But that is a good show. I will say it is a good hey, show. Hey, and both Hawaii and Alaska um, were uh, became part of the United States. Well, it became states the same year. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. We were like, we're done with fifty. That's it. No more. Poor Puerto Rico. <laughs> I know, poor Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's okay. Um, if we if we can get rid of Texas, we can take in Puerto Rico. <laughs> Yang says that's the reason the task force is called 5-0, not even making it up. Ah. Sounds kind of sus to me. <laughs> I feel like Texas leaving the United States, wanting to leave the United States, is like Quebec trying to leave Canada. Uh, that depends. Does everybody hate the Texans? 
Um, I mean, <laughs> depends. Well, you're talking about the football team or the actual... Because in Canada, uh, like, Quebec is kind of considered the, the black sheep of the country. I think that would be an <laughs> ad, uh, adequate description of Texas. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Texas and Florida are both black sheep. I don't know. I like Florida. See, even Yang's like, do not talk about Quebec. <laughs> Florida hasn't tried to leave. <laughs> Texas has, though. Just That's like California. True. Florida just has crazy people in general. Yeah. <laughs> They're just they're just a mix Florida's, of hot soup of Florida's crazy. Florida's a fun kind of crazy though. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever want to go to Florida because I really hate like warm temperatures. Like that's one of the reasons why I moved to the Pacific Northwest is because one, I didn't want to be in a state that's on fire half the year, um, and two, um, I like the climate up here so much better. Like it rare it's get, it gets past eighty degrees fahrenheit for like maybe a week at most that sounds so nice that is a terrifying looking monster reaper i don't know what that is but it's awful it's called the watcher and apparently i need his eyeball oh so it's a beholder <laughs> that's it. what i was thinking uh, yes <laughs> it um, kind of looks like a beholder Oh yeah, well speaking of D and I already told Reaper this, but this morning I you know, shower thoughts. Um was taking a shower and I thought of a new character that I wanted that I made because I wanted to um, you know, just make her and it, I thought it would be a fun character to play. Um so her name is Nar uh Neri Geist. She is a ghost. Um she has amnesia, so she doesn't remember how she died or who she was before she died. Um, but she also has short-term memory loss because of how she died. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so like, if she was in a party, which I, w I said that if, if uh, Sinera dies uh, in this thing, then I will uh, bring Neri in. Um... Oh, that'd be uh, funny. If she's if in you... a party, she's gonna forget her party member. She's gonna be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Who are you again? So it's a Dory. Um. Yes, she's like she's really much like Dory. She's super. She's super sweet. She's super nice. She's a little bit airheaded, a little bit ditzy. Does want to be like, can I poke this with a stick? And like, she's, she's pointing at a fucking beholder. Um. She, uh, the ghost, um class allows her to face their walls uh, as if they were difficult terrain so it's a bit you know she takes a little bit longer time but she can do it um, I just want her to be like people are like how do we get in here she's just like, just like this and goes through the door <laughs> um, and I decided that she gets distracted by shiny things and so it's she's Nell, on a very rare occasion <laughs> yeah on a very rare occasion she forgets she's a ghost so she'll be talking like like she's like a living human being because I haven't decided what her race was before she was a ghost um but she'll be talking like she's a living human being and someone's like but you're a ghost you don't need to eat she's like what I can't be a ghost ghosts don't exist and then that is no, so great just <laughs> totally so we'll show her like an image of herself and she's like oh oh my god when did I die but it, I'm having that be, like, super rare that she does that. You know what so would be funny? If my character is still alive, if you ever win and if you ever get this character in the game, is my character would constantly be <laughs> trying to help yours pass to the next life. 
or whatever. Pass on. <laughs> that is true because you're a soul reaper. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. It's meant mm. to be. Being that she's super, super ditzy and airheaded, her intelligence is a seven. <laughs> um, but I made her a divine sor uh, spell. Oh god, divine soul sorcerer. So she can just be like, boop, you're fixed. Because <laughs> um, that's what I decided she would be. Oh, you know what I didn't do when I finished this character this morning because I just like wrote everything down and then walked away? Was pick out spells. <laughs> But that, that can come another day. But yeah. So she's a negative two to intelligence. Obviously because she's a sorcerer, her charisma is high. Also she's super ditzy, but like puppy dog adorable that everyone still loves her. <laughs> That's how I'm trying to make her. But yeah. That's what I did this morning. Right after I got out of the shower. Sat down and made a character. And then I played Monster Hunter for most of the day. <laughs> It's not a bad day, actually. Mm -mm. Well, and I like I I have like Saturday and Sunday are my my off days during the week, and like when I get home from work, I'm so exhausted all the time. Yeah. So like it's really nice for me to like sit around and do nothing, and and I do feel a little bit bad. It was it was really pretty this weekend, like it wasn't too bad of a temperature. Um, the sun was out, but it wasn't too hot. It was like a perfect sunny day in the Pacific Northwest and I stayed inside the whole time because I, I didn't want to go out. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I tend to stay in on nice sunny days too. I've been stuck inside um, on the sunny yeah. days lately. Yeah, you have school, unfortunately. But anyone else have any like cool D&D character things that they came up with recently? Or just cool D&D stories? Uh, I might be joining another no. campaign and using Nell in it. <laughs> did I already mention that one to you guys? Nell, take two. Yeah, wow. I think you did it at the end of the, the last session. Oh, but we don't traitor. record those, so. Traitor. She's not a traitor. She was already in another d and I remember when I told Yang that you were in another <laughs> D&D campaign. That's why you couldn't do our campaigns any sooner than when you got on, like at the end of the mm -hmm. day. And he's like, oh, traitor. And I'm like, they, she was there first, I'm pretty sure. You can't call her a traitor. Yep. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I yes, basically started them both around the same time. I had only been doing the other one for, like, a month or two. Alright, so here's the deciding factor. Which one do you like more? Well, considering the the uh, one that had Nell in it is no longer in existence, uh, clearly I like the one with Nell better. So, <laughs> wow. I will say, like, so I started D and D with that campaign. So I've only been in the D and D game for like a year. Has it been that long? I feel like it's been maybe a year and a it's half. It's been at least a year and a half. Uh, we started what last February, I think it was. Maybe I don't know. It's been it's been a very long time. Um, I can pull up the exact so, date if you want. Okay, I yeah. can. I have because um, I have so like. Notes. Uh, Yang says last February, so it's been a little over a year. Um, and that one has ended now. And I will say, like, leaving that character behind, leaving Anya behind, being, like, the first character that I made, and she's, like, the exact... 
I would say that she's like my personality, but like, obviously with some differences, <laughs> being that she gets in everyone's pants. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, being like starting D&D, I like, what really, it's really easy to just fall into your own personality traits and be like, oh, what would I do in this situation? Um, yeah. but like make it a little bit different on how because so it's not you so you're not like living in that um and you know i'm really i was really sad when we were ending that that campaign i'm really i was sad kind of how it how it ended because it kind of just like fizzled out and then died Mm -hmm. um but i am i'm gonna miss that character a lot i thoroughly enjoy her i loved that i somehow found a romantic relationship for a DD character um when that definitely wasn't what I was going for. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that's just part of the part of D&D that people like a, li- like a lot is um, that connection that you make with your character and with the other characters in the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That role-playing aspect. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I think for I'm going to miss... Uh, my character a lot too and just like miss the relationships that all of our characters had together because like we were yeah. friends and our characters were friends well most of them and <laughs> I mean we, we liked we liked Augustine kind of <laughs> we kept him alive barely <laughs> <laughs> barely that's right Raver killed him once <laughs> he asked for it <laughs> I just remember you doing mouth to mouth to bring him back to life. <laughs> and you literally just said you sucked the water out of his lungs. There was just well, so I, many I cool moments. I wasn't gonna actually, like, I, I wasn't gonna team kill. You didn't piss me off bad enough where I would purposely kill him and delete him forever. <laughs> that was great, though. Yeah. I think I think one of my favorite, at least my one of my personal favorite moments for like my character in that campaign was when um, I had that. Oh, I'm so sad that that never got recorded. Um, I had it was right after the human kingdom imploded, like literally exploded because we exploded it with cheese. Um, oh, <laughs> it was. I don't think you were there. Wait, for that we session actually either, caused it to explode. But... I, I I think I heard about it. Uh, well, okay, so we set off explosions with the exploding cheese, and then the demon lord set it on yeah, fire. Yeah, I was like, we didn't, we didn't cause so all we of it. So we kind of did? What? I mean... Uh, we, yeah, did we did cause mass um, death, though. Yeah, I was yeah where, we caused um, mass, mass death. <laughs> That's not the first Rin time we've done that, though, in the game. Daggers, I think, was during that fight. Well, I mean, the last time we caused mass death was only, like, 60 people. This was an entire only kingdom. Only 60 people. Only 60. <laughs> um, there was just so many. But, so after that fight, like that, that yeah, it was it was I will say I, there's a lot of parts that I will miss that I really enjoyed. But my favorite memory of that um, campaign was right after we um, had gotten away from the demon lords. Um, you know, uh, Dualta and I was just gonna make Shad shy sad. Um, uh, after Dewalta died, he sacrificed himself, and then 
Argon, being a little bitch that he was at that time, um, was uh -huh. angry that we hadn't let him do what he wanted um, and sacrifice himself to avenge his people. Um, and I just remember because, don't touch my phone, cat. Um, because Anya and Argon were a couple that I had to, I like was sitting there trying to think of, um, like what my character would say to him. I went off on this rant about how he was being like so selfish and, you know, he wasn't honoring DeWalta's death or his memory and uh, what he wanted. Yes, and I do remember that one. Yeah. Um, I like, I was so sad after that session because it was a really good, it was a really fucking good, like. Uh, I guess I would call it a monologue because was, she was basically yelling at him. Um, a really fucking good monologue of, like, basically telling him, like, what everyone else could see except for him because he was in, like, a different, like, mindset because he was so hurt. And, like, I, I was, like, that took, like, all of, like, all of my, like, thought process to be able to, like, figure out what exactly I would say for that. Um, and I was just so sad when, because it hit, like, it, it said everything that needed to be said, but I was really sad that it never got recorded, so I can't, like, go back and hear it again. Because there's no way I could ever recreate that. It was an epic moment that will always it live was. within it our was... hearts, even if we don't remember it in our minds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I guess, uh, so what was your favorite, you know, memory of your character or memory just in general of that campaign now that it's over? Uh, either one of you can go. Reaper, do you have one? Um. Oh, what is it? Um. <laughs> Reaper's like, I'm busy destroying these it, things right now. <laughs> yeah, he's busy killing things, well, so maybe was, you should go, Garland. It was super early on. Um. Oh! When I killed Luca. <laughs> or just. <laughs> no. What? I don't remember this. <laughs> I think pretty sure oh, it was Luca when he refused to be thrown. Oh yeah, I remember that now. You didn't kill him, and but Shy you... had to save him because then he would have died. Yeah, <laughs> well, he wouldn't have died. He just would have triggered the pressure plate. I remember, and you threw Nell like a fucking paper. I was airplane. gonna mention that. Yeah. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Yang, it was not the orgy. The only one that really enjoyed no. that was spoiler. Yeah, spoiler instigated that so hard. <laughs> he did. I mean, my character went along with it because that's her personality, but like... Eh. Um, oh, and the or, puke or the tornado. puke tornado. Yes, the puke tornado was pretty fun. <laughs> that was so gross, but very much like in character. <laughs> <laughs> Just incredibly intoxicated, whirling around, barfing everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, and you threw Satan. And you using his freeze Satan. attack. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun I like I, I definitely like you know even though there are parts of that that were kind of you know that pitter off and maybe you know not a lot of player involvement but there were like some really good parts that kind of dissolved from that that made the campaign like more I think more memorable and iconic um, yeah so do you, Garland? Do you have a, a good, like, memory? I mean, there's really always enjoyed? from... I don't remember if it was the first session or second session. But, you know, destroying 
the brothel and then failing my oh. save when I was when we were trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You guys just had to I carry my body throwing, away. <laughs> I just remember you throwing the the coin and then you had it spawn in and then and then both you and Yank at the same time were like, "Wait, how big is this thing again?" Giant? Oh, well, we've destroyed the brothel now and killed 60 people in the process. <laughs> yeah. And I know that one's one we that visited a lot. That was the one where I was... I was still at the guild hall for that one, if I remember correctly, when the bird No, you... Oh, I remember everybody. that. You and Spoiler had a roll-off. You had a you had nat 20 roll-off. Because uh, you had gone with us to go to the brothel to save... I think it was the Elven it Princess. Was. Um... And you wanted to go inside, but Rin, being the yandere that she was, was not wanting to share you, she wouldn't let you go inside. And you guys had a, a, a nat 20 roll-off, like, three three times in a row where you were basically arguing about going inside, and then finally, spoiler, won that. Oh, that's right, yeah. Think about a different day where the guards were chasing everybody, and I think I had actually showed up late to the session, and then just kind of out of nowhere... Um, you yourself in. To, like wreck you, and I had to dive in with my shield and protect all of you. I think I remember that. I don't. Re I don't that remember was exactly when we were fighting that one dragon. I that was right before the, the, the orgy. Oh yeah, the clockwork yeah. dragon. No, he was there the no, whole no. time for that. I, I did the I did the shield with the clockwork dragon as well. Oh, you did the shield after I threw time? my hammer into it because. Oh yeah, you never got your hammer back, and you were really sad. I yeah yeah got a little depressed uh but yeah. no we were in the city and it must um, have been like we were running down we were gone alley or something the beginning of the session that was when we were running from the brothel because the black cats or whatever the hell they were called were going to kill us all because we destroyed their brothel yeah yeah i, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was but that, that was a pretty cool moment too. just come out of nowhere slam my shield in the ground and put up a shield wall and rescued everybody oh look at that do we're you have your notifications on yeah i was like you're getting a raid right now <laughs> yeah you'll probably have to edit this part out because it won't make sense but whatever yicky thank you so much for that raid welcome in everybody we are currently in the midst of a podcast well uh i am adventuring on elder scrolls Oh god, there's so many spiders. spiders. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many spiders. <laughs> Alright, so there was that um, scene, but there was also the one at the casino. Was that when you were gambling with yes. Rin? And there was also, <laughs> was I don't too. remember, it was super fun, but it was something to do with you and, uh, with uh, Anya and Argon. Oh, I remember that. Okay, so we had gone to the casino to find our little dragon girl that had wandered off and won lots and lots and lots of money. <laughs> um, and it was right right after we had met Argon and um, Dualta. And I was just trying to, like, because Anya likes to flirt with everyone. She was trying to flirt with him so she could, like, go back to his room and whatever happened, happened. And I, like, I wasn't prepared to, like, win that, that role at all. And I, like, crushed whatever role that Yang had rolled. And he's like, well, you go back to his room and you have sex. And I was like, oh, that was not what I had planned at all. But okay. 
And I remember, like, we time skipped to the next morning, and Nell came in, and she was super pissed. And I think, I think you, sm- I think Nell smacked Argon. Yes, I believe I did, or something like that. Or yeah, it was, it was fun though. Oh, speaking of that, there was. was something I had a plan for the end of the campaign that I never told anyone about because I uh, was gonna wait until the end. But you know how everyone was selling their souls, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Anya yeah. sold hers. Everybody sold their souls. Oh yeah, so I don't think anyone really knew why Anya sold her soul. Because no. I didn't make it known to anyone else. Um, so I guess you, I mean, if people had followed the um, the campaign, um, they get to know. So Anya and Argon had a child. So there was that year time skip that we had. Um, and right before Argon left, after during that year, um they had conceived a child because in this world gang makes us roll for conception <laughs> or contraceptive i should say and you know he asked me like would you would she purposely fail this and i was like no and if it happens it happens but and so he rolled it and it was the only time i ever failed that roll i got <laughs> super lucky every other time <laughs> that's the only time i ever failed that arcana roll so um uh, since you had uh, sorry if you were gonna have anything else you want to say Oh, no. So basically what she sold her soul to Rainbow Satan was, was that she would protect their daughter, Ava. Um, uh, so from any means that wasn't natural causes of death. So people tried to assassinate her. If the four horsemen of the apocalypse tried to kill her, if brother tried to kill her, um, Shy had to promise to keep that child safe. Um, well, that would have been a heck of a showdown. That was... That would have been a heck of a showdown, but that was her deal. Like that was how she worked how she worded that. Like that that child that, could that only have died the, from natural causes. Okay, so that was the only deal that Shy did that didn't end up with terrible side effects. Well, I never got a weapon out of it. I think just because things got kind of mingled and mashed. Uh-huh. Um. True. But. Uh, yeah, that was that was I think probably the only deal that Rainbow Satan. So made do you want to hear that, what I had uh, planned for Nell to sell her soul for? Yeah, Nell was gonna refrain from selling her soul until like the end, and then she was gonna sell her soul for Anya's, so that Anya would be able to oh. keep her soul and pass on with her family. She would be so fucking pissed. Oh, out. but it was, I was like <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, oh, I'm gonna hold this out and. Oh, I've never got to use it though, but yeah. Oh, well, that's cute. Because, I mean, Nell didn't oh. really have a family. And so, you know, Anya was pretty yeah, much and her family at that point, so. I, f- I was I kept trying to come up I with a good I just love, thing. like, their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember their house, um, or Anya's house didn't have a door on the, like, the floor level. Um, it had, like, a little roost because she had the gate spell. So as long as she had been in the house, she could go in there whenever she, she could just gate herself into her house. Um, so I just love that it had, like, a little, like, roost door that, like, Nell could fly up and go into. Like, that was the only door that went into the house. But how did Archon get in? Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> oh, Anya could just gate herself from, from there to Argon's house. It's so great that we're still discussing these things now. Right. <laughs> we gotta write a book I about the know. chronicles of what happened afterwards. That would be honestly I I would love that. Like 
just uh seeing like that's my favorite part about stories ending is that's the part I, that I always really wish that you could see even though you know most I mean I watch a lot of anime so usually most anime don't do that because it gets boring after all the tension's gone and stuff like that for people um you guys should like take your notes that you guys did up and combine them all together and then write the story that happened that would be great it have a, it would never definitely be not child friendly this is definitely an SW story um I mean that's fine and then they did the birds <laughs> and the bees mom what are the birds <laughs> and the bees that's how they describe it <laughs> um I want to know what everyone's favorite, like, either NPC or favorite character that wasn't their own in the campaign. Sorry, Uh, say that again? So, like, in the the World of Growth campaign, um, like, did you have a favorite character or just uh, either NPC or PC that wasn't your own? Oh. Um, Like, in that um, story. I, I wish he had a stuck around longer, but Jello started off and remained my favorite character in that. Yes, I, miss I, Jello. I will say Jello. <laughs> I, I, I know. miss Jello. <laughs> Jello was great. Um, my favorite Jello story is okay. So for everyone that doesn't know, in the can- in our campaign, we had a medicinal slime who was a bard. His name was Jello. He was literally, if you've seen, um, oh, I can't remember the name now. Re, uh, my life reincarnated as a slime, that anime. He used Rimuru's picture from that anime. Um, and he had a bucket of holding. Yang made a special, um, yes, Yang made a special exception and his bag of holding was a bucket of holding. So he would sit like half in his bucket of holding and someone would carry him around. My favorite uh, Jello story was him at the apothecary because Jello only knew how to count to one. But he wanted two oh. of something. Yeah. Or no, he was paying for it. It was like two coins or whatever. And, and he's like, one and one. She's like, two. One and one. And it was my favorite <laughs> thing. It's my favorite Jello story. Yeah. It was a lot of fun for the... But he was only there for just a couple sessions. It was fun yeah, while he was there, though. Stuff happened. Yeah, yep. a lot of fun. <laughs> um, um, as far as, like, other NPCs... Um... I know that Shy really loved Dewalta and Noah. Um, yeah, yeah, she even wrote that in chat. Yeah, that's why that's why I said it. Um, NPCs that I liked, I guess. Um, I don't know, like. The only other NPC that I, like, really, like, would be my favorite out of, other than, like, my character would probably have been Argon. Just because of how his interaction and growth worked with my character. I mean, he's kind of an NPC. He was basically Yang, our DM's, um, 
player character. Yeah. But, I don't know, I just, like, I would stop to say that other than, like, Jello, um, I would say my favorite NPC would have to be, uh, would have to be Argon. Only because you were sleeping with him. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping with him, Anya was. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how, like, he, the thing for me was he immediately came into the story and I was like, I really want her to have a relationship with him. <laughs> like that was like my immediate thought. <laughs> and then after happened. he joined us, and it did happen. Um. Oh yes, Yang says no one liked Artemis. I just remember my notes. I wrote Google Doc notes, and then I stopped doing that after a while. Um, because I got real tired of it. Um, and Artemis was one of the guild leaders. She was uh, whatever the assassin or the sneaky sneaky Ooh, guild leader. Oh, I liked Maeve. Maeve was cool. Maybe, uh, uh, yeah, Artemis, maybe it was, maybe that, maybe it was pretty good. Wasn't Artemis, uh, Lucas? Uh, no, that was Rin's leader. Um, but oh. everyone hated her, so, like, in our notes I would write, like, this bitch, or fuck her, like, in parentheses behind her name, whenever she was mentioned, because <laughs> I hated her so yeah. fucking much. Ooh, I've just thought, you know, remember the en- the true MVP? The Lagombe. Remember the thing you killed to get your armor? I don't think that was mine. Yeah, it was. Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. It was that dragon thing. It was the ice dragon thing. I ended up with... Oh, no, we didn't... Oh, the one I captured? Ira? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah, she was a... I just remember that was, like, one of the first big fights. We were all still trying to figure things out. Yeah. That was, like, when we first got introduced um, to, like, having Monster Hunter monsters for pets. Um, and, like, wow. it was an ice dragon. And I'm I'm pretty sure, even if you won't admit it, I'm pretty sure Yang gave that to me, like, when I couldn't get those rolls. Um, he basically just gifted it to me and made it easier. <laughs> um, like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. DM over rules. <laughs> Which I, I am very, like, uh, I am very gracious of. Um, I did really appreciate it. But, uh... I think it, it made the story better, really. Yeah. I really enjoyed Ira. Like, I didn't, u- I didn't use her for combat a lot, just because to, to transform her from her tiny dragon form to her actual dragon form was my entire mana bar. So that was kind of a pain in the ass. Um... But uh, when I did did transform her, I mean, it was very helpful because she's literally a gigantic or large something something along those lines beast, and can carry nine hundred yeah. pounds of people, things, whatever. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, that that was most of the party. I think that it could carry all at once. Yeah. Almost whole party. I just remember when we got those stone birds, we always made you and um, Augustine ride together. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we were just matchmaking, that's all. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're still doing that in the you new just campaign. About made, you just about made a match for his face in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did kill him once. It may have been unintentional, but it happened. 
And then you gave him mouth to mouth and you saved him. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a nice guy like that sometimes. <laughs> I'm just lucky. That was a fun that campaign. Stupid that was a fun campaign. I'm going to miss it. But I am <laughs> interested to see how the next campaign will go. We, don't, we have some pretty... Um, we have some pretty interesting characters in our next campaign, and the one we just started. Uh, between Brandon and Guadalupe, <laughs> they were were covered with uh, the idiots of the party. Yeah, very much so. Oh yeah, shy drunk Anya was great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that one time that my character got drunk and that she was never allowed to be drunk again, she teleported Barash and Augustine in, into the brothel that they had destroyed. Oh, I forgot time. about that. That was, that she was, was great. They were, I don't know what, I don't remember what they were doing. They were having an argument or something. And she's like, all right, lover boy, shut up. Were and she gated like them away. Right. Uh, she, well, she gave them into the brothel that they had no, gone no, to. No, no, we were them all in to... a tavern before that, right? Before you gated them, right? Or some kind of like yeah, inn or so something we were all in, in Argon's kingdom, right? Yeah, they were just starting the Beast Kingdom over, and we were in that tavern. Um, and yeah, then... that, that's that's the time that um, Augustine died. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> uh, she gated them. She was trying to gate them into like a lake or something nearby. And she ended up gating them, like, halfway... I think she actually gated them all the way halfway across the, the the Earth, because we were on the other side of the Earth at that time. Or the planet, I should say, because I don't know what the planet's called. But, um, yeah. yeah, and then that's uh, when Augustine picked a fight with one of the ten guild leaders. And then subsequently died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then that. he did it. Yeah, but then he didn't. Yeah. Then Reaper brought him back to life by sucking the water out of his lungs. <laughs> Yeah, because I thought that the water would wake him up, and it did not. It drowned him instead. Because <laughs> he's wearing, what, 30 pounds of armor? Uh, no, just because Rainer beat the piss out of him, so he was that unconscious. That's true. <laughs> so he was unconscious, and he sank, and yeah. The plan was a good plan. Shark girl. But then it was a good idea. I think it was poor safe. execution. Uh, because D and D physics, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but I am ex excited to see how this new campaign will go. Um, I very much am enjoying um, the Generator Rex campaign um, and how that's going right now. Uh, we're kind of at a standstill, yeah. but I like you know I like where my character in that is going. Um, so that's interesting, and I'm excited to see where that'll go. <laughs> Yang forgot and the name then, of yeah, his character. Oh yeah, his favorite character is Uli. She's the shark girl. She was quite adorable, I will say. She was. Yeah. Uli and Tuna. Uli and Tuna. You need to bring back Uli in the, in the new campaign. That would be great. Oh, he, he did. He said he's bringing her back, saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just, uh, I just read that part. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for D&D &D and, you know, like, I think, I think, I think for most people it's pretty bittersweet when you end a campaign that's been going for so 
um, for so long and that you're so invested in. So, I mean, it, it, I think it wrapped it itself up pretty well. Um, I think it's a good way to end it because then it also creates the... Because the new campaign is also a multiverse, so it creates that... Um, that possibility that those characters may come back, uh -huh. that we have to, to roleplay them and stuff. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I decided but... to join with this next campaign, because I'm not going to lie, when I heard that the last one was ending so suddenly, I almost didn't join this one, because I was kind of sad. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm glad that I joined it, because we're having a lot of fun so far. Yeah, I definitely, like... I definitely think that we're gonna enjoy this because it, you know, like he was saying, like Yang is saying, um, this campaign is mainly driven by us. Like he'll tell us like the locations and kind of give us little things, like little hooks that we can go on. Um, but I definitely think it'll be pretty interesting. Um, To see how you know we lead this, we lead this story, and see who dies first. Of, like since a set, we have no healer. Yeah, see who dies first. <laughs> I'd be really sad if Sinera died really quickly because I really haven't gotten to like play her very much. Because mm -hmm. her, for me, her personality is kind of it's kind of difficult because it's a little bit different than mine. Um, which I'm also gonna it's gonna be really difficult when I if I play Neri too, because her personality is very different than mine. Um, she's very fly on the edge of her seat sort of thing and that's not the kind of person that I am um, but like there's like parts of Sainara's personality that I have to figure out and what her uh, like what her uh, what are they called morals and her her uh, compass, you know, her, that sort of thing. Character traits? Um, Personality? No, like... Tendencies? Uh, <laughs> like her moral code, no. basically. Like, what she follows and how she determines, like, she's always gonna try to do the right thing, because that's her thing, because she's the child of uh, legendary heroes. But she wants to make a name for herself, um... But she also wants to do the right thing. But there's also, like, a limit to what she'll do, too. She also doesn't like, you know, yeah. the being the ridden like a horse <laughs> thing. Even though she's a centaur. <laughs> One day that might change because she'll have to do it. Reaper, you... I just sense that Yang's gonna create a scenario... Reaper, you faded out there for a moment. that's gonna have to happen. I what? There was that just on my I end? I faded? I think he just, like got a little quieter when he was talking. Uh, maybe? I don't think I did. Why on earth would you do that, Yang? Because it makes sense that you would do that. You would create a scenario where the only way we'd be able to get out is with the fastest character, which would be Yori as a horse. <laughs> but we can't actually yes if i cast zephyr strike i have 70 feet of movement speed that's yeah. crazy Fucking actually wait i have 70 accurate. feet of movement speed <laughs> after an attack i think or something like that i'd, I'd have to cast off for the strike and then do something you just attack the thin air oh, god damn it take that wind 
Cap just came in and gave me a goddamn bean boozle. Son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see where this new campaign will go and how well or not well we will drive the story. I'm sure Yang will poke us with a cattle prod if we don't do things in a timely fashion. <laughs> and suddenly the world is ending. Um, Better do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll go that far. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, I would love to, you know, if Sainar died, I'd be really sad, but I would, I would love to bring Neri into this world to just be like the ditzy, like, uh, the ditzy little airhead ghost that forgets people and forgets that she's a ghost herself. Honestly, I really would love to play her. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for the, for the next campaign to see where it goes at least. Uh -huh. Um, but oh, yeah, I, it's true. We do have a person with a ticking time bomb book. Oh, that's true. I mean, is it uh, really on time though? <laughs> don't have to roll at the end of every day, right? <laughs> Wait, you don't, right? Shay? That would uh. suck. It's probably going to be something similar to um, what my hammer was, you know, where occasionally it would summon that crazy ass demon that wanted to kill me. That was a really cool That happened once. Yeah. It was. But. Yeah, I never got to play with the detrimental side effects of one of those weapons, unfortunately. <laughs> be In grateful. That <laughs> That's why. Well, what I told Yang that I wanted for a weapon was because Anya, like being a spellcaster, doesn't really, um, doesn't really fight with anything other than because I have the, those wands of spell twinning and then the the lyre, which was my artifact that allowed me to heal people, and I just had to expend um, x amount of mana for however many feet of distance I was covering to heal people, and I could heal multiple people yeah. in that that coverage. Um, so like, I was like, well, the only thing I could think of that she'd want, cause I also had that, the, the sniper rifle too. Um, the only thing I could think of that I would want would be like, I don't know, like some sort of like claw type weapon that she could use up close if she needed to. But anyways, yeah. Um, but I think this is a good place to stop. Yeah, well, I was just going to say we are D &D coming up on uh, two hours now. I think we're at an hour. And yeah, and there's probably a few, at least ten minutes. That Yank's going to cut. Um, yeah. so I'd like to thank everyone for coming to our podcast today. Sorry we were Yangless, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you so this is streamed live. Um, so if you so choose to want to watch it when it is streamed on Yang's. Um, uh, Twitch stream that's twitch.tv slash yamanagi uh, y-a-n-g y-a-m-a n-a-g-i there's so many fucking a's in that name um, <laughs> but right now we're streaming on Reaper's stream so all of his viewers get to watch our podcast so go ahead and plug your stream yeah so if you guys want to see um, what happened today 
it was streamed at twitch.tv slash the underscore bearded underscore reaper underscore i know it's a lot of underscores but that's where it was <laughs> head there if you want to watch the bot um but we'd like to thank everyone for you know listening to us and you know tolerating us and you know We'll put, sorry if we spoiled anything for you, if you, I don't know, were watching our campaign um, in the past or the games that we were talking about. Um, we'll, I'm sure Yang will put some spoiler notifications in the, the description. We'll just skip and stuff like that. But um, other than that, thanks everyone for coming and have a great night. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.